0: Uh, what's up, dudes? Oh, uh, what's up, dude? What's going on? We're back, we,
1: boys.
2: Uh, football's, We're back. Here. football's back. Football's so back. We currently have a Thursday night game on, and yeah, we can't say what just happened because Brain's <laughs> right behind us, but he can tell you in a second. um oh, man, it is it is. Glorious. I just saw Cooper
0: Cup get potentially yeah. the first reception <laughs> of the the year, just yeah, like that.
2: news. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's we're finally here. That's that's like twenty or two, two fantasy points right there. It's great. We've already seen a Gabe Davis touchdown. The hype, the hype's real. It's yeah, uh, fantasy
3: it's, football is uh, full full go right now. We're back in it, baby. Let's ah, go! It's
2: exciting. All right, well here we are. We, we're a week week one podcast. Our podcast is officially back. Last week's episode was our little training sesh.
3: Yeah, uh, now we're we're back. Get, get the wheels greased, and uh, now we're ready to, to actually talk fantasy football, you know, pick our guys each week, just give our thoughts on what's going on. We've so, all drafted them. Yeah, paying all, the, all, all, all the drafts. We can talk about everyone that we loved in the draft yeah. and how they're going to be top 12 guy this year. Talk about how much I hate my team. Oh, Not yeah, I love that. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: right. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Um,
2: So we have a few things to start off. Uh, Just a question, because I didn't even ask you, and Braden needs an
3: update too. Where are we at with Keaton's video? Okay, so that was (laughs) supposed to come to me Tuesday night. Yeah, before the draft. Before the draft. He asked for a two-day extension. So, technically, we might get Keaton's video, like, tomorrow. (laughs) Okay, tomorrow. (laughs) Maybe tonight. What? Maybe.
2: Maybe tonight. Maybe tonight. We're holding a hope for tonight. But tomorrow to would be a, a great surprise as well.
0: Yeah. yeah, whenever it comes, it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good chat. It's gonna be a good day. I'm looking forward to it. I want to mark it on the calendar. So, yeah.
3: Um, speaking of Keaton, uh, he will be joining the podcast later today. Keaton uh, and Justin. Keaton and Justin. Uh, they were both on the podcast last year at different times, and now they uh, they get to come on, talk a little bit of trash against each other in our new segment. Our new segment. All right. our new segment. <laughs> Want to talk trash?
2: It's going to be great. I'm excited to have him. Yeah. It's uh, Justin's bachelor party this weekend. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good, good time. And we, we just saw Keaton, and things are good. Everyone's ready to fans football. We get to talk
0: some trash with their friends a little bit. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be a beat down on that call. Watch out. I know Justin will <laughs> have a chip on their shoulder. So it's going Especially to with the last question we're going to, to ask him. Yeah. Also... Their recent trade, we will have a lot to cover a little bit, too. Yes, we do. Oh, my. A
2: big dynasty trade between Keaton and Justin. We what? will break it down on the call. My God,
3: <laughs> I couldn't believe that happened. We'll break, it. we'll break it down on their call. break it down. Yeah, absolutely. Got some good stuff to look forward to. But what do you guys think? Should we just get right into fantasy? Talk about, you know, guys that we like, um, things that have happened? Yeah, wherever you wherever you want to start, let's do it. All right, I think I'm gonna skip down just a, just a hot second and um, let's let's talk about the draft okay we've just spent our last like you know four or five eight 52 weeks thinking about um, these drafts that have finally taken place what were the guys that you love the most I mean I want to hear it who are your my guys are my guys
2: you, you, you want right now it's right at the top of the list here yeah, all right. sounds good. Uh, start at quarterback. Are we all good with that, or do we, should we just name our okay. guys and then come back?
0: All Whatever right. you want, start it off. Let me go position by position. All
2: right, so sure. go position by position. My guy at quarterback, Keaton's gonna love this. Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's, he's somehow he's ranked very high. Um, he's ranked at his
3: ceiling. Gig. He's
2: ranked at a, he's ranked quite high. Uh, he's ranked right now on uh, fantasy froze at five. That's above the high five way. quarterback. Yeah, that's high. Uh, my bold prediction, you know, not that bold, it was bold before I saw he was ranked five, is uh, he finishes top three.
3: That's such a huge leap in in his productivity from got the last weapons, year man. to this year. He's got the weapons. He's got the weapons, but I mean, people were dogging on him last year for his inaccuracy issues and his inability to be an effective you know, quarterback. Somewhat
2: knocked on that for uh, his rookie year. Josh
3: Allen? Josh Allen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jalen Hurts is Josh Allen. You heard it here.
2: Definitely not. Josh Allen is Uh, uh, elite. But as a fantasy player, Jalen Hurts is going to put up some numbers this year.
3: The real rushing quarterback that you want this year that's outside the top three, that's going to finish inside the top three, is Kyler Murray. Uh, He is incredibly efficient with his passing stats and his – rushing ability is not going away. I mean, he just got his big contract. He, he can actually play to win. He's going to be, be rushing rock. for, for 50 yard gains here and there. Um, I, I would not be shocked to see him finish in the top three this year. Zach, do you know that they took the three hours of film study each week out of
2: his contract, right? Productivity <laughs> <Man, that laughs> back, back to call of duty. Straight, straight back down to call of duty. He got paid. If he sucks, I'll just go play baseball. He's good. He and get a double contract. Nah, uh, <laughs> this dude might leave mid year and just be like, "Nah, I'm
3: good." This you my, all right, <laughs> Brayden? Who's your pick?
0: All right, so I'm gonna be honest. If uh, I had jumped on the sheet first ahead of Garrett, I probably would have put Jalen Hurts myself. Um, I'm a believer. Uh, but since that wasn't the option, I went for a guy who I think you know, might be being drafted outside the top eight, you know, even farther where you can kind of wait, load up on other positions, but can get you into that top six. And that to me is Russell Wilson. Um, I believe in it. I believe that he's going to have the keys to the offense. He's not going to be held back by the the Pete Carroll dinosaur offense, slow pace of play, heavy rushing. I believe that Hackett, he's a new, he's a new uh, coach, you know, head coach, and he's going to yes. let Russ run the offense and, you know, I, while I disagree a little bit that people say the weapons are better in Denver because Tommy Locke and DK Metcalf have pretty dang good <laughs> weapons, um, I think they can at least, you know, be of a similar caliber and they have more of them. And so because of that and them given the reins, I think he wants to be an MVP. He's too vain and ego-driven to not. And, you know, he does that by passing. So um, I believe that Russell Wilson will finish in the top six this year. I don't feel
2: like yeah. I should have drafted Russell Wilson more. <laughs> uh, I, I, I still don't believe in it. I, I, I love Russ. I think he's gonna he's gonna do well. I think he's a good quarterback. But I don't think every single time he had a second half struggle, it was Pete Carroll's fault. Maybe you can give him that once, but this man has continuously done this year after year after year. I think that is who Russ is.
0: That's fair. I will just counterpoint by saying Jameis Winston finished in a, a pretty high position one year throwing thirty interceptions. So give me the picks as long as he keeps throwing. I think that, that's uh, true.
3: That's true for sure. All right. Well, skip into running back here. Um I think all three of us had the same my guy <laughs> because we <laughs> wanted him in every league and that was AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon slam dunk every league. I mean he was rated beyond low on ESPN and other sites.
2: Yeah, I mean he was he was 51 uh which was like end up being running back 21 I think but uh 51 um, overall on Fantasy Pros. Yeah, he was and, ranked and, and, 106th and on ESPN. And 100, yeah, 104 or 106 on ESPN, like almost double. So, like, I'm going into the draft thinking, like, oh, I'm just going to sneak him as a six-rounder. No, I'm going to be doing it. Braden, fourth round, AJ Dillon. Early Dylan. fourth round or mid-fourth. <laughs> round. It, must have, it must have been early fifth, but I can't remember. Either it, way. And, and this um, is a 10-man league, bed. so this is, like,
0: pick 45-ish. yeah. Yep. Well, you guys want to know why? Well, first of all, I just come off another draft where he went rounds ahead of what I thought. And I noticed that he'd been rising a ton of people's ranks. Like, even a couple of weeks ago, you could have seen him, you know, RB30. And all of a sudden, he jumped at RB20. People are super yep. like rising on him. So, I knew I had to reach if I wanted him. And plus, I was sitting with no RB2. And I did not like any of the RBs after that. So, I was yeah. like, I was desperate. So, I had to
2: take I almost picked A.J. Dillon over David Montgomery. And then you almost picked A.J. Dillon a pick or two later. I would have.
3: I had him locked down. That was my only strategy. You know how, like, in the movie Draft Day, he writes Bonte Mack no matter what? That was me for A.J. Dillon. I said, Zach, pick 49, A.J. Dillon, no matter what. You have to take him there. I know he, he's going in the 60s and other drafts. You got to take him in the 40s, Zach. And, and then Braden took him before me. All right. Uh, we all think he's gonna have a monster year. Uh he's, he's gonna have over fifty percent of the, the rushing opportunities in Green Bay. He's gonna have receiving abilities, touchdown ceiling. I mean oh the opportunities opportunity's there. Absolutely. So, Those are the two the two best players in the offense right now, outside of Aaron
2: Rodgers, of course, are Aaron are Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Those two are both gonna feast and one you could get two or three rounds later than the other. Like it was a no. I think Aaron Jones is a decent value at his I think they at can his position. Both
3: finish top twelve.
2: They absolutely can. Yes, I thought Aaron Jones was decent value, but probably towards a stealing. AJ Dillon has all of this all of the stealing there. Like,
0: and then so you much have room to grow from his side. Record. If Aaron Jones just happens to go down, he's oh, immediately a top five back. And then, then he's RB one. I mean, either one of them could be.
2: Um, so since we all talked about AJ Dillon – And so he he, he would have been all of our guys if we we wanted to put it like that. But we'll go to the other our guys. Um, I copped out a little bit here, but my prediction kind of catches back up for me. Uh, DeAndre Swift in uh, Fantasy Pros is ranked running back eight. ESPN, he's significantly lower, like running back 12 or 13 or something like that. Different sites have different places. I think he's top three. I, I think he finishes Ooh. the season in the top three running backs. Probably not in points per game. I, I'm I'm guessing he's going to be. My estimate here is he's healthy and sorry, Zach McCaffrey probably doesn't finish the season. I don't know. I I, I mean he's he's available, right? So yeah. that's that, so I think the, the others just finish top three points per game. He's probably four or five, but I think great play this year. No brainer
3: start every single week. Typically, running back ones are, but a lot of people are getting ones RB two. I think there's a twenty percent chance he's the number one overall running back this year. I think there's like a forty percent chance he's what you're saying, and then a forty percent chance that he just does not return on his value because he's a Lions running back and they never do. He is, but but I, think, I, think I do believe in him like you do. I'm I'm just saying it. It's wow. baked into his ADP a little bit, right? Exactly. You yeah. got oh. Uh, I mean, AJ Dillon, that's all I really care about. I, I, I own Brian Robinson in almost every league because I feel like he's a great IR stash. And once he comes back, he might get carries for Washington. But I, I don't love the guy that much. Brian's so, good. You you tell me about your, your second running back.
0: All right. So you guys have mentioned I do like AJ Dillon. I don't know where I would have gone if he was available if I would have chosen this guy or AJ over him. But I decided to select Saquon Barkley as my RB, my guy. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, just from the disappointment of the last few years have thought, you know, they kind of have told themselves, you know, he's fallen off. He's had too many injuries. He's not the same guy that came out of out of college as a first round pick. Um, And then they also look at that Giants offense and they go, that looks like a disaster. And so I can understand, you know, people have been burned. but. This guy is a former top. Was he the one overall, or he was at least top uh, three?
2: One or two. His his rookie year, he's just he was unreal, like unbelievable.
0: Unreal, and um, you know he he's got a full skill set. He can catch, he can run. That's that's what you look for. And I think I think honestly, you know, two years after last year was a high ankle sprain. It was a total fluke. He he stepped you know wrong on one of his teammates, and it caused his ankle to flip up, but. Usually they say it takes about two years after an ACL to get back into shape. And I think that he's going to bounce back and get a chip on his shoulder. And despite how bad the Giants offense is, I mean, look at the receiving core. I mean, it's right now people are talking about Wandale Robinson potentially being the, the target hog in the offense. Because Darius Tony Hurt, Kenny Galladay has fallen off a cliff. And Daniel Jones can look for those easy receptions and Saquon Barkley can do it. So I, I just feel like he's going to get funneled a lot more receptions than he has in the past. Um, and he's just going to get – there's no one behind him to take carries. I think he's going to have the full snap share. I, I think the guy is set up to be a bell cow, and the only thing in his way is injury or himself.
3: I, I like it. I think that um, – I hate him, and I always will.
2: Yeah, I mean, Zach, you've been burned by him two years in a row. Um, but here's my take. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> you like SACR <safe> or, <laughs> or you don't? Oh, yes, sorry the thing I was going to say is that he has been my hardest player to rank the entire year. Like I have been so high on Saquon and then so low on Saquon. And I kind of fell right in the middle um, of that. Um, I was actually very happy. He didn't fall to me at, <laughs> uh, at the turn, that 10, 10, 11 turn in the second round, third round, just because I was like, I don't want him. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't want the risk. It's not that I'm, that I've just been so polar opposite on him that I'm just like, the range of outcomes here is is not what I'm looking for. I already have Derrick Henry. Yeah. I need to grab and then Andrews fell, so it's like a no brainer for me. I think I think Andrews
0: is the complete opposite type of player. Totally. No, Andrews is much safer and I totally yeah. I'm I'm with you there. I will throw out there though, everyone talked about that rookie season with Eli. But he did finish uh, his Daniel Jones rookie year he finished at, at ten in PPR. So it wasn't top five, but He's at least finished an RB1 with Daniel Jones. So, you know, he's done it before, at least, with Daniel Jones. So that, that helps right. a little bit. Uh, and then, can the oh, I throw in Zeke really quick? I just, do The it. last one that I think is a little bit bolder is Zeke. I think uh, a lot of people are down on him. I think a lot of people think that he's going to, you know, he's, the ball is going to take over for him. But I think that they value – you saw last year he played through a PCL injury and they still were throwing him out there. I think that they value his pass protection – And just general technique, and Jerry Jones is just going to keep him out there even if Pollard is a superior back. So I think the guy's going to get volume and a ton of scoring opportunities. I think he can finish as an RB1 this year.
3: Yeah, I mean, with Tyron Smith being out for most of the year, if not the entire year. It's the scary part. um, Zeke might not be able to run as well, but they might need him for pass protection more, which opens up the PPR game. So I I like Zeke as a safe rb two if you are struggling. And you've, some people are getting him as an RB3. Yeah, and it, he should be good. Like him. Yeah,
2: he, I mean, he's going to be good there. You put him as the flux option each week, It's you're going to be fairly consistent. You're going to have a little bit of lows. may not have the extreme high if you used to, but he's going to be a good player.
3: Yeah, he's right on that edge of the RB dead zone where you think that he might be the last good back, but he also <laughs> might be part of that RB dead zone. So that's, that's what weighs in on the decision. Wide receiver, um,
2: yeah, yeah. Let's we, let's keep we, we 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 along. Get, we got to get through our guys before right, right, we move on to a different segment. Yeah, so maybe yeah. no, we just won't take as long on these. Okay. Uh, okay, my two receivers, Juju. He's ranked thirty-one. I have him in the top eighteen. Very very solid wide receiver two, uh, wide receiver one upside. And then who doesn't love Brandon Cooks? Ranked twenty. I think he's going to finish at wide receiver twelve. Get that back at every wide receiver
3: one. Mister Consistent gets it done. Hey, Brandon Whatever
2: Cooks
3: is the first, name. The, the, he, it was the first name that came to my mind as well. But I, I picked Rashad Bateman and Chris Alave. Um Rashad Bateman's usually going about one to two rounds later than Brandon Cooks. And I think that he's got that same volume upside. He just got, he gets peppered with targets. So, you know, him getting eight catches for 80 yards is like a down week. And then the weeks he gets a touchdown, like he's, he's money. So I, I think in that 12 to 14 range, Shaw Bateman could go there, and Chris Olave. I mean, I, I wish I owned him in more leagues, but I think he's the best rookie uh, wide receiver. I think he's the most talented. I drafted him as my my guy in the, a dynasty league, um, and I think that he just has that alpha mentality where he could finish top twelve, be the Justin Jefferson of this year. You know, something something scary like that. Um, so I like both those guys. Brayden?
0: Right. great choices. I picked DJ Mora, not because I drafted him in our league or kept him, but because I just I think uh, Baker's you know at least even if it's not much, it's still a, mar- a decent upgrade against what DJ's had in the past. He's always finished consistently as a great wide receiver. The only difference has been touchdowns, and I think that Baker can get him those touchdowns. And you look at the competition; there's no, there's like no one else. And Dude, then, Robbie uh, Anderson but, plays for them. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's true. Yeah,
2: take it back. Bobby Anderson is my sleeper dude. That does not that's not that's not some kind of guy.
0: But yeah. <laughs> I get it. Okay, okay. I was gonna say he wasn't very efficient with the last year, but he'll still get work for sure. It, but um and then beyond that, I think, you know, people are picking out Sutton over Judy, but I think that both of these guys are gonna have great seasons and I think Judy could be, you know, similar to a lockett, you know, to to uh, to Russell. So I think Jerry is gonna finish in the top fifteen along with Cortland Sutton.
2: Why don't we move to tight end, Zach, and then let's try to call these guys in.
0: Yeah, so we're we're
2: we're getting to that time. time. Then we'll come back and kind of talk more about uh, guys we like and stuff like that. Garrett, who's your tight end? My tight end, Dallas Goddard. Keaton, again, going to be a huge fan (laughs) of my guys here. Uh, (laughs) I I think that after after Waller, uh, so you've got – Kelsey, Andrews, and Waller is certainly not on that level. But for me, it's tight end three. Or I mean, Pitts, sorry. Um, Then I think Goddard can beat out Waller. Um, He can beat out Kittle. He can beat
3: out Schultz. Like I think he... I just have a lot of faith in this Eagle Passing offense. I guess. I hate it because every single draft I go in, I finish with a a top three tight end. I own Kelsey or, or Kyle Pitts in every single league I'm in because I cannot bear the thought of a fourth the fourth tight end or anyone later. I just don't think those those upside guys in the 1214 range of tight ends have, are gonna break into the top five and so I, I exit every draft with, with Kyle Pitts or, or Kelsey or, or Mark Andrews. Um, but I own a lot of Golmet in yeah, a lot, a lot of I think he's got that, that high volume potential where he, he could get eight catches a game. Um, and you know, he's a tight end, so you will probably catch a touchdown this year. <laughs> At least one. I mean, uh, he had one last year, right? But no, it's, it's top three or, or a die for me. How about you, Brayden?
0: All right. So you guys chose two guys I just absolutely love. So it's tough for me. And I'm kind of one of those guys that thinks, you know, it's just all just like big clump after those elite guys. So, um, I went with David and Joku as a guy that I think could finish top eight, um, I think he's going to be a tight end one, and he could have potential to be a mid-tight end one. And it's mainly because what do they have for receiving depth in, in Cleveland? Jacoby Brissett is a target. You know, he loves to target the tight end. I mean, he's the clear second option. i going to be double-teaming Amari Cooper. So, um, and they gave him a huge contract for multiple years. And I think the guys, he, you know, he's had multiple 150-yard games, which not many tight ends can say. Um, and that shows his athleticism. So, yeah, I think he's going to be great. And then the same with Gerald Everett but uh, not quite as great. I think he's going to be, you know, he could be in that top 12 on pure touchdown volume in that Chargers offense, but a lot of competition there obviously, but I just I think he's going to be a great streamer for a lot of people. So
3: I like it. My guys were going I, gonna I normally them. love streaming tight ends, but uh, this is just not the year for it for me. We're going to continuously come back to these my guys
2: throughout the season obviously. We got we got to check up on them like we did last year, see how our uh, beginning of the year
3: predictions went. And I, I think we're, uh, I think we got our first caller uh, on. I think he's muted right now, but we're going to see if we're able to hear him. Uh, Justin, are you there? We can oh, we hear
1: you, Justin. A bit. We got you I a think...
0: little bit, but it's skipping a little bit.
3: Oh, don't you be the one to ruin this, Justin. Justin.
0: How about this? Is it better?
4: Um, um,
0: a little bit, you're a little quiet. But
2: you're, you're a little quiet, but I think it, it, it could work if it needs to.
4: Okay. I'm, I'm really close to my phone right now. Is that it? <laughs> just so close. <quiet>.
2: Super close. <laughs>
0: that image okay. was just, I'm just imagining <laughs> like.
2: Sounds good. <laughs> just... Once we get Keaton on, this will definitely work. But, For sure. uh, Justin, you've got a bachelor party this weekend.
4: I do. I can't wait. It's gonna be so much fun.
3: Dude, it's going to be a blast. I will,
4: I will not win at golf or probably any other event happening, but I don't care. It's going to be
3: great. Yeah, exactly. That's the attitude you want. This weekend's all about Jesse, like we told him last night. Yeah. Jesse's uh, just had his, his first kid, so we're going to celebrate him becoming a father <laughs> this weekend. It's just a good, like, father's weekend.
4: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I totally get it. I really do. Uh, that's way more important.
0: What are you guys Man. planning for for this weekend? What's on the docket?
4: I don't know. I didn't plan it. I'm just
0: sitting out to the side enjoying it. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. There's probably some surprises that are going to be happening that Chance is just going to show up. Yeah, all, all I know <laughs> is golf and poker, and
4: that's
3: really all I care about. That's all you need. Justin, on, like, you are really. so quiet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every are once ever in a while, it sounds up? like he's like overloading the mic. <laughs> Even yeah, side. I'm if
3: you can unplug and replug, plug sir. Uh,
4: well, I'm, my headphones weren't working, so I just went uh, speakerphone. So...
1: Oh. Can All right. you, hear, can you hear me <laughs> <okay>? <laughs> Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, All we clear. got you. Oh, we hear you. How you
4: doing, yeah. Keaton? We hear Keaton just fine. It's Justin. Now,
1: it does say that harassing, obscene, and racist content is prohibited, so I don't know if I'm... Quite cut out for this podcast life. <laughs>
2: we, you, you have to readjust everything you were going to say to Justin today.
1: <laughs> yes, specifically the race-related stuff. <laughs> oh, it was coming in
3: hot.
4: Hey, can you guys hear me better now?
1: Oh, no. it's so much
3: worse. <laughs>
0: it's so much- I already can tell who's going to win this matchup based on audio.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: <if> audio <laughs> has anything to do with predicting the matchup this week? Keaton's uh, going to be okay.
0: <laughs> I gotta throw out on the side here. Um, I don't know if you guys saw during the game, but Josh Allen uh, set a career high for 10 straight completions to start a game, and he's 12 for 13 right now.
3: Oh my Ooh. gosh, he's my quarterback one, baby. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, one of the reasons that we brought sorry Keaton <laughs> that we brought you on the show here. I'm just gonna finish introducing what we got going on here. So this is our our want to talk section. Want to talk trash with someone in the league that you're playing against. And so Justin got first place in the league last year, and uh, he's playing Keaton, who got last place in the league last year.
1: And we just brought him on to uh, talk a little bit of trash. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate um, bringing up a, probably a dark one of the darkest moments of my life. <laughs>
2: Well, man, the video is going to be great when we get it in a few days. Here, I, I, I can't. I wait. checked
3: my email; it's supposed to be tonight.
1: <laughs> I, I have been waiting for it because I'm, you know, as I look at the rosters and watching these teams play, I'm thinking they could always use a 30 year old overweight middle linebacker. Um, it's on every team's wish list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So
3: we got a professional video editor to put something together. I gave him free reigns. Said make it, you know, entertaining,
0: and uh, we'll see what we get.
1: So,
3: I'm just going to kick things off with you, boys. We, we wrote up a couple questions just to get your thoughts on things. But, I mean, first and foremost, you know, tell us why you're the better fantasy owner than your opponent tonight. Who, who won the league last year?
4: Was that me? Oh, I'll speak first then. Uh, probably because I won last year and, and a couple years before that. Uh, Keaton,
1: the floor is yours. <laughs> wow. Thank you, league champion. Um, I appreciate you giving me this platform to speak. Um, You're you welcome. Know, last, year, last year was a dark year. Um, I think we can all agree we're coming out of COVID, right? Let's just throw that blame out there. The economy, I mean, housing prices, all these things impact a good fantasy owner. And I can't. And being I can't, an Eagles fan. I can't lie. Well, that. You know what? I We were in the playoffs there too, but we won't even get started on that. Um, <laughs> you know, from a fantasy owner perspective, it's just, it's a, it was a tough year. Um, a lot of things going on in my life. You know, I had a kid, so you got to factor that in. I, I would Sounds just like say a lot of
4: excuses. It's, <laughs> no, it's distracted. just a lot of
1: things. Yeah, a lot of things are happening. And really, I, I, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life, both as we'll see in the video and from a fantasy perspective. Love that. <laughs> confidence
3: Um, did you have a rebuttal there or no no i already i already said my piece (laughs) to be honest i thought that was enough Uh, all right well who's who's gonna win what's the score gonna be are you confident in the team you just drafted two days ago well
4: well here's the thing uh keaton's gotten lucky because he's facing me before my in-season trade with zach otherwise he'd be completely screwed um so i would say 125 to 112 um just inside (laughs) matt's sister again and i also do want to take this moment to let the league know that i am taking new sister names i've run out i can't keep (laughs) redoing them so if anyone has a sister they'd like to give up as a league champion this year just let me know (laughs) i nominate you Brady's nominating
2: his sister to be Just Inside Kaylee Skoog. Sounds (laughs) (laughs) great. Why would
0: you just offer that up? I'm not sure why he did.
2: He might not have known what he was getting into,
3: but. Oh, no.
0: Yeah, I'll never. uh, That's going to keep it. uh, That's a new family secret, or as in a family secret. It used to be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely getting exposed as soon as possible. Um. Yeah, no. I mean, Justin's gonna have a great week this week. He's gonna come close to winning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like the guy's a, he's a competitor, right? We got to give him his credit. But um, every blind squirrel finds a nut, and uh, you know he found his. So I, twice. I'm, I'm, <laughs> nobody remembers any of that. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to Keep- have to go back to the Le'Veon Bell days of me, you know, running through the league. Also. Um, Nobody wants to hear about that. Is this Madden 13? Jeez. <laughs> what a great year for Madden. Better year for Anthony yeah. but it's okay.
4: Yeah, Keaton. Um, it's re- Keaton, it's really hard to win when you've got a running back starting at quarterback. Uh, everyone forgets Joe Mixon is even part of his team. Nick Chubb has to run in humidity all weekend. Stephon Diggs, more like stuffed on Diggs with Jalen Ramsey. Tonight donkey kong my calf he's probably gonna be injured in the first quarter like always your tight end is named after your favorite team's rival i'm sure philly fans just love that daily reminder of how inferior you are
1: <laughs> so you so you didn't have a busy day at work today is what they're saying. <laughs> he's got the mentality of a, a
0: league champion i think
1: uh, yeah i mean he's definitely committing um Committing resources, time, energy. Um, Again, you know, a lot of the things that uh, I didn't have time for last year and and I feel like I'm in a better position. So I'm not going to slander my opponent with these egregious statements like my tight end, our tight end being named after the Cowboys. Um, Also, I'm not going to bring up that we made the playoffs last year and, and the Vikings didn't and um the eagles hey, hey, hey who them- brought the vikings
2: I- into this this is the Chiefs- <laughs> eagles war Whoa, <laughs> leave well, us out of this
1: oh well, yeah i guess i guess that's right here. yeah sorry <laughs> i just get <laughs> somebody got me fired up so uh, i apologize <laughs> um no it's gonna be a great it's gonna be a great fantasy season and you know what i'm really excited about this dynasty season as well because i, I do feel like there's gonna be a <laughs> shellacking. Um, oh, uh, Tegan, I, think so. I think you were
3: just involved with a recent trade with Justin in our dynasty league. Could you tell us more about that?
1: And yeah. We're talking about just one league tonight. No, nope. we're bringing up all leagues. Um, <laughs> now, I don't know if you went in and saw, I had nicknamed a few players. Um, and uh, Terry, scary Terry McLaurin, uh, he's been nicknamed stolen goods. Um, <laughs> I felt, I felt it was fitting.
3: Yeah. So what were the details of this trade again? Uh, it was Josh
4: Allen and two first round picks.
3: <laughs> no, I, I couldn't quite hear you there, Justin. But uh, it was Isaiah Pacheco and Trey Sermon
1: for Terry McLaurin. Now, as you know, Zach, Trey Sermon, I'm big on um, <laughs> not not Future quite Eagle as great. Big, yeah, true. Not quite as big as I am on Gus Edwards or Kenyon Drake. Um, all three are elite, I would say, RB1s in most standard and PPR leagues. Um, and, you know, Justin saw value, um, and he got it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Terry
3: McLaurin is 25 years old and, like, has massive talent, right?
1: Uh, he also just signed a really large extension, which is usually bodes well for players in fantasy.
2: And then do you guys know what Justin did a half hour later? What? He
3: drafted Terry McLaurin
1: in the <laughs> main, <laughs> <your> main <laughs> I, I saw draft. that. I saw that.
3: That is, that is seller's remorse if I've ever seen yeah.
2: it. I've done, <laughs> he I've shit on for the, the trade and immediately picks him up, drafts him in the next league.
4: I have made better decisions <laughs> in my life. I,
1: I mean, I think it was a great decision if you're asking me. I don't know if you're serious. Um, but, yeah, you know, this is the type of fantasy owner he is. Like, call it luck. Call it foolishness, whatever you want to call it. I will say, Keaton,
0: I'm starting to get a little bit of the uh, understanding why you offer the trades that you do at times, because apparently it works. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not going to bring up the Justin Jefferson trade you brought up uh, this offseason, but I think you'll learn pretty
1: quick. Uh, can't uh, put the wool over my eyes, Mr. Keaton. <laughs> In, in my defense, now I've made two oh, trades. Here we go. If, we're, if we're making, if we're gonna bring this up, both trades have been inbound like counters back to me. So it's not that I am necessary. I may anchor one place, but uh, the response is coming from the other party. And it trades are two way streets, you know? That's true, that's true. You just argument. have to find weak prey, it sounds like. Sweet. So you're So you're the one calling Justin weak. What are we doing? This like, sure you know it.
4: I, I deserve this, I will say. I <laughs> with your this. audio, with yes. We can't hear you, <laughs> Justin. I'm sorry. My headphone went out. I only had 9% battery. All
2: right. I think Keaton won this matchup, but we do want to end with one more question.
3: Zach? Yeah. I think this is the most important question of all, um, and I'm just going to come right out with it. Um, we'll start with you, Justin. Uh, who is the better salesman? Out of you too. <laughs> oh God! Why are we doing this?
4: Uh, jeez, uh, I haven't been in a room with Keaton, and I respect the hell out of Keaton Rush. I do, so I don't, I don't, I don't want to slander him in any way towards his professional career. At all. <laughs> I choose to sidestep
1: this question. Uh, wow! I'll answer, I'll, I'll answer it. I'll answer it straightforward. Uh, I think. Um, we are both elite in our respective fields in which we sell in. So I would say that uh, Justin's better in his field. I'm I'm probably better in my field.
2: What a great way, wholesome way to end this interview.
1: I could kind of go down on my... these guys. Well, I mean,
4: I don't respect Keaton from a fantasy standpoint. <laughs> <From> <laughs> standpoint, uh, he, he gets my kudos. So anything else, I will slander the hell out of him. <laughs> I'm going to
3: All right, he hasn't gone too
4: soft. I think I think I would even make fun of his kids before I. (laughs) I guess uh, Keaton technically has the
2: first daughter in the group, right? (laughs) Do not,
3: not. too soon. Whoa, whoa. Next question. Um, I, I I'm really happy that you guys joined the pod. Uh, we can't have you the whole show, sorry. But um, Chiefs or Eagles, who's going further in the playoffs this year? Is that a question?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it's definitely the Eagles, and I'll and I'll give it to the NFC being a weaker conference.
2: Uh, yeah, AFC's got to go through Buffalo.
1: Buffalo
4: who? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Man, oh, you lost Tyree Kill. I don't think that you understand how you're going to recover from that.
4: Uh, 16 seconds. Uh, that, that, that's all we I
2: think it was 13, 13 seconds.
1: You're right. You, you're probably <laughs> Are right. you the Chiefs fan? Correctly. <laughs> well, thank you guys for having us. We really appreciate it. This was wonderful. Um, I'm watching Cooper Cup about to get a touchdown for one of my other leagues, and then... Just too many leagues going, but it's all fun.
3: Yeah, and we'll talk again later this season. We'll absolutely have both of you guys on.
4: I'll fix my uh, mic by then.
3: Yeah, you (laughs) should. (laughs) Um, And yeah, we'll come up with some some new spicy questions each week for the the people we bring on. So um, appreciate you joining the call and and helping us make this this new season uh, a good one.
4: Thanks, boys. Sounds great.
3: Later. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Later, boys. So, Brayden, tell me, what do you think of uh, the, the chat with the boys there?
0: I got to say, I mean, I love how they both have vigor in their arguments. Um, I think that the clear winner, as we mentioned, was uh, Mr. The Keith clear was, audio?
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah uh,
0: purely because of the audio. Justin honestly had some great remarks, but I he just I couldn't hear like him. he was in a tunnel. And Keaton sounded very dominating and you know he had a very just like a smooth leatheriness to his voice and I was like that guy's a winner. So no, it's uh it's definitely Keaton. What do you guys think?
3: Well Keaton's not wrong. Uh Cooper Cup did get his first touchdown of the year. And I think that was a prediction. Oh, no, yeah. like, no, it not, was a not, prediction. Not, it had not happened yeah. yet. So uh, I, I have high hopes for Keaton. It sounds like he's got, you know, more time on his hands and he's ready to fight back this year. Just, Justin spent
2: all of his time looking up insults to Keaton's name and, and no no time studying fantasy football to make smart decisions. <laughs> that, that's our conclusion so
3: far. Or to work on his audio. <laughs> the, 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 the hubris has, has become too big after winning his championship. Yeah,
0: There's still the economy for Keaton, but it seems like the lockdowns are over and he's he, he got the weight off his shoulder, so everything's looking
3: up. Oh. Well, I mean, I think let's, let's maybe move on to our next section here. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Did we want to talk about our league at all, or did we want to focus more on this upcoming week and the, the fantasy guys ahead? Why don't
2: we talk about the upcoming week and just – Fantasy guys we like the rest of the year. Sure. Kind of got our my guys already for the season. We'll keep yeah. coming back to those guys uh, throughout the year. But, yeah, let's move on.
0: Okay. Um. I mean. I can uh, run through a few of my guys I like to start off. Sure. If you want to go. Um, so, I know, you know, we're, this is kind of more, you know, before it was kind of our my guys, the guys that we think are really going to And These are guys that just generally we think might be undervalued that are just going to exceed adp and so um, for me one of them and again it's not because i drafted him but javante williams i think that the the melvin gordon stuff is a little overblown and even then i think he'll um even if melvin gordon gets a similar workload i think he's gonna smash i mean he finished as an rb2 last year and to me the the snaps here's only gonna go up for him so and they were ready to let melvin go so um I just think that he's going to take over in a great offense or at least get the majority of the snaps. Um, Other than that, Drake London, I think he's going to be the man. Um, It might not be at the beginning of the season right away, but um, there's a statistic that JJ Zachary was throwing out was basically like your top 100. You know, any of these first-round wide receivers that have been picked at the top 100 in fantasy drafts in their ADP, it was like 77% of the time they exceed their ADP where they're drafted so i'm just gonna go with the numbers there and i'm all about drake london but quick one through some other guys just you know chris godwin i think he's gonna come back strong It might not be right away mike williams i think he's gonna overtake keenan allen in that offense um alan robinson has a good chance to be a top 12 tandem with cooper cup um and beyond that you know i think Ramondre too he has a good shot it's not a for sure thing but you know that he can. He's a big guy. He can pass catch. There's a lot of potential there. So, and you don't have to spend too much in a draft to get them. Um, and yeah, I mean that's really the main guys I want to highlight. What about you, Zach?
3: Yeah. So, are those guys that you you would try to trade for week one? Like, say they have a, a, a mediocre week or a down week, week one, would you trade a guy that you drafted a couple rounds later, or to get one of those those guys you just highlighted? Or even the guy you drafted earlier yeah
0: I, I could see drake london you know starting off a little slow and people you know people are so quick to drop rookie wide receivers they'll draft them you know but the second that they're not producing on their bench they start to question everything you they're like maybe it'll be next year you know and I, it's so easy to drop those receivers so i could see um you know drake london might be someone that i'd want to make a move for um just because they the owner might be down on them um Godwin, I feel like at this point, the, the cat's out of the bag. But, yeah, you know, and then Ramondre is another one because I think he'd be cheap. But it's tough. Some of these guys are so hyped already that it is tough to make a move. You have to make a major move to to get that shot. So kind of depends situationally. But I think Drake London could be a good candidate after a few weeks.
3: Yeah. No, I, I, I like all those. Um, I'll go through a few guys I had written down. Number one, it's Justin Jefferson. I don't know. Yeah. He could potentially be number one on my board. If you could trade for him at any point, if he is a down week one, you offer your bank, your entire team, and just get Justin Jefferson. Um, If there's any chance that, you know, even if you could flip a guy you got four picks later, like a Diggs and a, and a, I don't know, Zeke. I'll trade Diggs and Zeke. Get Justin Jefferson. So, um, yeah, very high on him this year. Uh, you said Ramondre Stevenson. I said Damian Harris. Um, I'm not a, like a Damian Harris stan, but I believe that he was the higher ADP drafted running back um, of two of these these ambiguous backfield running backs. Um, and he had all the production last year. And, you know, we, we thought Leonard Fournette versus Ronald Jones last offseason, the old guy versus the young guy, uh, who's going right. to have the bigger year. I, I think Damian Harris is kind of fits that mold um, so I like I like Ramondre a lot too, but I, I kind of flip flopped on that. And we I haven't brought there. his name. Up. We haven't brought this guy's name up at all. Um, I think there's be mentioned. It's Trey Lance. Um, I've grown to like him more, like in the last week or two, um, just for his his huge upside rushing the ball at, at quarterback position. Um, so I, I own him in, in a ton of the the leagues that I drafted late here, and I think that, that Trey Lance is a, a quarterback that I'd be willing to reach for. I like it. Uh, he's great I gotta, at the end of the draft,
0: too, the a late-round guy. You, know, you can get him for nothing, and he's got that top-three upside. It's a little riskier, but that's why you get him late.
2: Absolutely, does with the legs. I mean, he could do a lot this season. I, I've liked Trey Lance a lot. Um, he's definitely a good late-round guy. Uh, my guys, kind of outside of my guys, uh, <laughs> the guys I, I, I like liked above ADP. Uh, Michael Pittman, ended up with him in our league. Uh, Darnell Mooney ended up with him in our league. I got a lot of the same guys that you guys did or guys we already talked about, so I'll skip over those. Uh, I like Alan Lazard a lot this year. Um, there's got to be somebody good that comes out of Green Bay. Um, Alan Lazard's been there. Rodgers likes wide receivers that he trusts. Um, I've got Rashad Penny, um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is drafted out like quarterback 14. You're in a 12-team league. I'd feel, I'd feel pretty comfortable leaving <laughs> with Aaron He lost his...
3: Go to weapon. Though. it's I, so no one knows who any of his targets are going to be. That's it doesn't why matter. It's, so it's Aaron Rodgers.
2: Like it's Aaron Rodgers. I, mean, I hate Aaron Rodgers, but I mean, the guy's a back-to-back MVP. He's not going to fall off a cliff.
0: Just he's like Mahomes. I mean,
2: yeah, Mahomes' weapons are gone too, and he's, he didn't lose. He didn't go down anywhere, right? I mean, Aaron Rodgers got AJ Dillon, and he's got Aaron Jones. I think they talked about it earlier this year. There's your 100-yard receiver. You've got 250-yard receiving backs or 50-catch receiving backs right there. So sprinkle in the other guys and you'll be all right. But, yeah, those are – those be my guests. Okay.
3: I like it, Bill. Uh I see that we, we uh, wanted to maybe focus on just, like, this upcoming week one because that is going to be driving –
0: all of our discussion
3: next week.
2: Yeah. And so that's what we're going to switch to in our normal discussion next week. We might go a little long this week since we finally get to talk about some of the players that we really liked. However, the weeks following are almost all going to be focused on the upcoming week. That's
3: true. That's true. Um. All right. Well, I guess, do we want to talk about like our own drafts then? Like it kind of, rehash, I know we just heard Justin run down through Keaton's team. We haven't really talked about the guys we got, and if we're confident that we're going to win money or or championships in our fantasy league this year, how do you feel about the teams you drafted? Yeah, I I feel pretty good. Um,
2: I talked about um, the the gimme some league a little bit and who I drafted, but without question, my favorite team I have this year was an auto draft team <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and it is in the oh, what's up dude league uh but it is definitely a taco league like it is it is our it is like our wives our friends who really don't play much um we uh you, you have to do matt's quote
3: yeah yeah so i texted matt he's he's doing the art for the show this year and never played fantasy football before um and i asked him if he wanted to join this like little home league that we're in with with our close friends and uh he texted me the other day is there anything I need to do to get ready for the digital football thing? <laughs> and so we we are now playing a game called digital football. It is no longer. No football. football
2: in that league. It should be the digital football league. We, should, we got to, We got to change the league name. Absolutely. That, that's that's going to happen.
0: I think we
3: should make this worldwide.
2: Yep.
0: It's less violent than analog football. I know so that.
2: so I, I did I did set my own order in the way that I wanted people to be picked, um, and man, it, it end up good, but. I'm not going to get into that, uh, <laughs> even though it was my favorite team, uh, just because it's Taco League. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the other one, I'm actually not going to go give me some league. I'm going to go with the League of the Elite.
4: Oh, I had the first 12-teamer. overall
2: pick. It's a 12-teamer, so it's a little bit bigger than our other league. so the team might not look as good, but it's still really good for a 12-team. Uh, had the first overall pick, but I'm still going to go with the starters. Uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, you got a, you got a top quarterback in a 12-team league, especially guys that can run. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a lot of points there. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Zeke, and James Conner are my three running backs. Just super stacked there. And it's standard, which is great for all three of those guys. Like, you like all those three guys in standard. Um, I mean, you like running backs in standard. Um Okay. Wide receivers are Brandon Cooks and Michael Thomas. We got Godwin on the bench, Gallup on the bench, Christian Kirk on the bench. Uh, my only my fourth running back is Rashad Penny. Um who you're high on. Oh, I'm high on. I like Rashad Penny. Um, and then Cole Kometa to the tight end, which I'll take. I'm not thrilled with. I've gotten I've gotten Joku as well. Um so we'll, we'll see. But for a twelve team league, I was thrilled to walk out with that team.
3: Nah, no, I mean it, it sounds pretty nice. Um and it's cool that in your not-favorite league, you have your, your favorite team. However, for me, my, my favorite team is in our favorite league. Got yeah, league. that. Um, and I had the ninth overall pick. I got to keep um, Christian McCaffrey for the ninth overall pick and then follow that up with Travis Kelsey. And, I mean, there was ten keepers. In in our league, so I, I felt like Kelsey really fell a lot further than I thought he would, um, and I got Josh Allen at my quarterback. So I've got a top two running back, a top two quarterback, a top two tight end. I'm in the same boat as you, Zach. I just got
2: <laughs> one guy that's just a little bit worse than yours. I've got <laughs> Justin Herbert, Derrick Henry, Mark Andrews. You just might prefer the first guy in each one, but I'm, yeah, I'm both. Both of our teams are built in like the same manner,
3: like that. Oh, absolutely. I I think it's a great way to build the team. Um, But then I feel like I just got insane value throughout all the middle rounds where I've got, you know, a bunch of guys that are drafted in that 20 to 35 range, but I feel like they can all burst into the top 12 range, like, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. So, I mean, I I just loaded up on depth with Brees Hall, Daryl Henderson, um, Mike Williams, Jalen Waddle, Adam Thielen, Brandon Ayuk, Alan Lazard, Rondell Moore. Um, I added Gallup and JMO to my my IR spot. I so thought that was a genius I move. I
2: am so upset at ESPN and Sleeper both, I guess, for allowing Michael Gallup to go into the IR spot because he's out for a single he's week. out for one week. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Wow. Uh, I, I I was dropping Nick Folk today for Jameson Williams, and I was like, oh, got him. <laughs> Easy. Easy. No,
3: uh, I didn't think I'd have to bid on them. Yeah, no, I bid three dollars. Garrett bid zero, and I I got to stash Jameson Williams on my my bench. We have two IR spots, so that's totally fine. He can he can take up one the whole first eight weeks, and there's my lottery ticket. So I, I nah, that would it never happened. If
2: damn ESPN doesn't, but <laughs> man,
3: I, I think that uh, I just need one or two good trades, and and I'll be right in the the hunt to, to win the league this year. How about you, Braden? What what's your favorite team?
0: Okay, so I'm kind of doing a similar thing to Garrett where my favorite team was in a league that's very untraditional, very, very interesting. It's like a five-keeper league with eight teams and all this kind of stuff. So my team looks absolutely ridiculous. So I'm not going to really focus on that because that's my favorite draft. I feel like my team's stacked. But I'm going to focus on the gimme some league because I think that's the most interesting draft I've done in a long time, Um, maybe ever, because I've always been traditionally like a very RB-heavy guy, you know, at least – get two bell cows if I can and, and redraft and to give me some league well part of it played into how our keeper rules are I felt like everyone had these same values like Kurt Cooper tough in the fourth round and like you know Jonathan Taylor early and all you know and even just the guy you know I just felt like my keeper was lacking compared to everyone else in the you, league you, you definitely had
2: the worst value at, at keeper I'd say
0: yeah and so I basically came in like Okay, I need to go for a different build than other people are going for. I need to go for upside. And, you know, I'm here to win shifts. I'm not here to, you know, finish in the middle of the pack like I did last year. So I went completely opposite of what I did last year. Last year I went Harvey heavy, and this year I went for young, kind of upside. So I started off with Devontae Adams, which the big question, was, should I've got Alvin Kamara and Devontae? I ended up going Devontae, which is not what I would have traditionally done. Um, so, anyways, as long story short, sure my team ended up, my quarterback, Trey Lance. Uh, Javante Williams with my RB one, which is coming out of there. I'm a little nervous about. Um, we got AJ Dylan RB two, another thing I'm very nervous about. Um, we got Devonte Adams, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, George Kittle, which is looking a lot worse coming starting today. Yeah, I, yeah, I was, was gonna say, say how I'm you feel about Kittle. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, I mean it's that's what you get with Kittle. That's the unfortunate thing, but he was at a good value. Um, and he's with the quarterback. Yep. And then I also got Godwin, so that's a great, you know, fourth uh, wide receiver with, you know, at least upper wide receiver two potential, if not wide receiver one potential. Tony Pollard, I'm gonna cut out
3: there.
0: I, right, oh, so. sorry, yeah, you're good.
3: <laughs> um, I'm good. Okay. Tell um, us about Tony Pollard. <laughs> I like Tony Pollard.
0: I'll tell you all about Tony Pollard. No, um, I know you. Honestly,
3: will.
0: he's a, he's a great RB four. Uh, just. With the upside, plus you know, just being able to get work in the in the meantime, you know he's going to have a role. Um, he's kind of just like a, almost in a way, a cheaper AJ Dillon, except he'll be probably less involved early in the season. But if, you know, or in general, then Dillon will be. But if Zeke goes down, I mean, he's immediately top five guy, so he's just a great RB four. Um, I I but, I, am,
2: oh, I think that Tony Pollard can supplant Zeke this year. You're one of the Pollard truthers. I, I like Tony. I, I, I wouldn't like – I'd spend an eighth rounder on him, absolutely, because he has like actual standalone value. He's not A.J. Dillon. Yeah. You don't want to start him as your RB2 each week. But if yeah. you're in a pinch and you got to start him as a flex, I'm not that mad about it. Like he's yeah. going to get you 8 to 14 points on every other week, and then he's going to have some down weeks as well. But, I mean, generally that's a player that I'd be very okay starting – in a flex position one or two times in the season if I had to. And that's what you're looking for in that spot. I mean, and like you said, Zeke goes down, or in the chance that he's supplants Zeke because he's been really good when he's been on the field, I mean, I then, then you've got a top 12 running back. you got an RB1.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I guess to sum it up with this team, um, it feels like the floor is pretty low, but the ceiling is very high, and I, I think that that was would- – I kind of want a different build than everyone else, too. I didn't expect, like, the RBs to just fly off the board like they, they flew did. flew off the, the board, So I'm hoping that just a different team construction like this, super wide receiver heavy, still got a you know, at least top four potential tight end, top five potential quarterback, but we don't know. But I'm hoping this team build can be kind of a zig when everyone else is zagging or I'm a zagging and everyone else is zigging. And, it, you know, it can, I can hit on everybody and hit the upside because I think a lot of these guys all have top uh, you know, at least on my starting roster have a top 10 potential. It just, will they hit it? And that's not a guarantee by any means.
2: <laughs> All right. I'm going to, I'm going to go through just my lineup and they give me some real quick, just okay. because you guys both did. And okay. then I want a long-term bet to be placed here. Oh, I
3: love it Garrett. That's a great idea.
2: And we're going to pick who uh, we think is going to finish best in the league this year.
3: Sounds good. Uh, mm.
2: So like Zach was talking about that same kind of running back quarterback, tight end stack You got not stacked but three of the top guys justin herbert number two quarterback on my board on the most derrick henry he was the best available player after all the keepers i thought it wasn't even a question um i mean it was between him and eckler for sure but i, I definitely have henry over eckler and then mark andrews and I, I am no higher on kelsey than i am on andrews this year i have them like ranked back to back like i've Take Kelsey, just he's a little bit more safe, I feel like, especially in the offense that loses so much. But rest of the team there is so quarterback Herbert, my running backs are Derrick Henry, James Connor, and then I've got Montgomery. Um my wide receivers are Michael Pittman Jr., Darnell Mooney, Elijah Moore, Mari Cooper. Um, and then I just kind of stacked my bench with a bunch of bunch of rookies to see if I could hit on somebody. So that's George Pickens, Jahan Dodson, Sky Moore, see if one hits. Um, And then, yeah, my my RB4 is James Robinson, which I'm a truther this year. The guy's healthy. He's going to get carries. Um, Is he going to be good? Maybe not, but he's going to get carries to start the season. And unless he gets, like, really beaten out by ETN, he's going to have a role in that offense all year. Okay. So what what sort of bet are you thinking of here, Garrett? I, I don't know that we need to bet something. It's just something that we track. We come back to at the end of the year. I mean, yeah. we we could put something down on it. I mean, it doesn't need to be money. Yeah. It's it's definitely got to be punishment for, of so.
0: Okay. We're bragging
3: rights. Just, yeah. We yeah, could
0: double or double or nothing on the car wash bet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to do that. <laughs>
0: just kidding. I'm I just need kidding.
3: a bath just as much as these car does. Yeah, which right. we yeah we'll
0: cover more in the next podcast. Why don't we try to come back?
3: Why don't we
2: try to come back? Next week, with what the punishments? We're not going to learn no. any more off of week one. No one's going to change their opinion on our teams unless sure. somebody gets a major. I injury. don't know. And I mean, people's, people's opinions <laughs> might change <you> after <laughs> week one, Garrett. We should revisit no matter what after this week to see if one of our opinions changed and to set what the. So, are we picking? Right two hundred. We're, we're picking a guy right now. Okay. Lead us okay. off, Garrett. I mean, I, I'm going myself.
3: <laughs> who's gonna Who's gonna be the best team in the league? I think I'm the best team in the league.
0: <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> okay.
3: Right.
0: Um, are we going between us three or the whole league? I'm not laughing
3: at you. No, yeah, are you it, you just said it so bluntly.
2: Yeah, no, I I went into that thinking I left both draft thinking I had the best team, the, and then the, you saw mine. The only thing I wish it would have happened would have swung different was Brandon Cooks falls one more pick, and I get Brandon Cooks instead of Montgomery. That's the one thing that I'd be like, "Oh, that was Perfect, like a yeah. missing piece." Uh, but I'm I'm super happy with that
3: team.
0: Yeah, so um, I think are we going best team in the league or between I us had.
3: three? Let's just go between us three. Yeah, just us three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 Um, I was the same team that I had last year, and I got third. But the team I have this year, Garrett, it's different. Okay, you're a year behind, Garrett. You're slow to the game. You drafted last year's third-place team. I'm out here drafting this year's first- and second-place team. Um, I, I, I think that there's there's no one who can compete at those premier positions, and since it's a 10-team league, there's going to be good guys on the waiver. So I think that'll kind of average itself out. Um. I think that I'm going to pour my heart and soul into winning a championship this year. So everybody should watch out. Brayden?
0: You guys have made a compelling case.
3: Um, Are you going to make a case for yourself?
0: I mean, I can't come in here just deferring to you two. Are Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I don't care. This is irrational. I'm going for I'm full super fan of my team. You know what fan stands for? Fanatic. Fanatic. That means irrational. I believe that all my players are gonna hit their ceiling. I'm gonna whoop your asses and bring it on, boys. Let's go. Give me some lead.
2: Now I knew that's exactly how it would go. But I, I had I had to make sure anyway. No one's leaving the draft thinking they're you can have times that you're you're not thinking it's the best draft ever and you're kinda of disappointed and you miss but players. You can see a path to victory. You can see a path to victory and you we all know you, you can get really, really, really far in fantasy football in the draft, but you can't win the, day, the whole damn thing. You you absolutely. gotta be you gotta be good throughout the season. You gotta be sharp. We're gonna be we're all gonna compete.
3: But you can start out two and five and win the league. And you can start out five and two and miss the playoffs. Absolutely. Totally.
0: You know? Yeah, no. I will say that I think I am more bullish on my team than your guys. Because I recognize number one guy of the season. I recognize kind of the floor of it, but I think that the potential of each of these guys—if it—if enough of them hit—I could be up there.
2: Um. Yeah, I agree. Um. Well, before we get into next week, or I guess it is talking about next week, but uh, one of our next segments. Okay. What is it? uh budding stars oh yeah uh, okay. each week we're, we're gonna talk about who's still available because you're gonna be listening to us on friday that you can pick up before this week that could be hot on waivers next week
3: yeah so get your waivers one week early this is a guy you pick up sunday morning and you say he's gonna have a big week on on sunday i, I don't want to battle and, and try to pay up for him on wednesday i'll just add him right here right before the
2: game absolutely Uh, I I named a few guys, uh, or just kind of listed them out for us here, Uh, but we got uh, two different categories that we're picking from, okay? A less than 50% owned in ESPN Leagues, and a less than 25% owned in ESPN Leagues. Uh, We can overlap, but we
3: should all pick a guy from each category. Sure. Okay. I can read off the list of the, the guys that we have written down in less than 50% that, you know, could have big weeks, could be waiver ads next week. Um, some of the names we got written down. DJ Chark, Justin Fields, Marvin Jones, Robbie Anderson, Joshua Palmer, Nicole Hardman, Jalen Tolbert, Rondale Moore, um, J.D. McKissick. These guys, you know, they, they were drafted in a lot of leagues, but they, they could be on your wire. I mean, this is in that 25 to 50% owned range. Are there any of those guys that you think are going to have a, a big week this week that you're are, are going to be worth something on the waiver next week?
2: I think the guys for me that just have like the easiest easiest path to that are definitely Joshua Palmer and Jalen Tolbert. Like I could totally see guys like spending a big fab on them Gallup's out uh, this first week. Um, Jalen Tolbert's coming in as the number two. Rondell Morris kind of the same situation here. You got just injuries to the offense. Um, Rondell Moore is going to probably have a big role, and then Joshua Palmer. So I guess three guys, but um, I, I don't know. I think I think all those guys could have big weeks, and that would immediately turn somebody to easily spend twenty dollars fab on them when you can get them now for free.
0: Totally, right? Um, yeah, I think uh, I didn't put down DJ Chark, but I 100% agree. I think he could be the X in this offense right out of the gate. Um, and he, he obviously in Jacksonville they only use him as a deep threat. Um, but I think they could. They there was reports that they were using him more dynamically, and I mean you got Amon Amon Ross St Brown in the slot. You got um, you know T D. Hawkinson who hasn't really proven that he's a great receiving tight end, and you got um, you know DeAndre Swift who could eat a lot. But I think D J. Clark could be the X, and I think he he could definitely pop up. And then outside of that, McKissick. Just because, you know, this might not be long-term, but I just think with, with Robinson out, and they don't really seem to want to be gift in the passing game, and they don't really seem to trust him that much either. So they could give McKinsey just more carries in general because of that, just because they trust him more. So I think we can see that for sure.
3: Yeah, that's that's very
0: interesting. I, I already
3: went ahead and added Rondell Moore on one of my teams because I, I moved Gallup to my IR slot. I got a free waiver pickup, and I think Rondell Moore is a, a prime target to really break out in that Cardinals offense, and if he does – uh, he's going to be a hot commodity on the wire, but in the, the section here, uh, less than 25%. These are like real, real dark throws. There's, there's some good names though. There are some, there are some really good names. It's week one. There's a lot of unknown who you got Garrett? Or do you want me to list them off? Uh, no, let's
2: just pick one here. Okay.
0: Uh,
2: I'm going to go with the, uh, low hanging fruit. Uh, I think, I guess. Uh, and that's Romeo Dobbs. I mean, just the hype around him. I mean, Christian Watson's getting some hype now, too. It's just all beat reporters, and that's just kind of how it goes. But I, I think I think Dobbs can totally come out and have a good first week. Against um, the Minnesota Vikings? He could. And then, I mean, Lazard may not play is what, that's true. What's what we're hearing. So if, especially if that doesn't happen, and you have the opportunity to pick up one of these two receivers, I mean, take your 50% dart throw. One of these guys will probably have a decent week. And... Or or it could be Sammy Watkins.
3: (laughs) A Green Bay Packer will do well this week. A Green Bay Packer will do well this
2: week. But, so, yeah, I think think one of those two guys would totally be it for me.
0: I just want to throw out there. Yeah, yeah, no, I just want to throw out there. uh, There was a stat that I saw on Reddit today where it was like, uh, in the past three seasons, the only time that Sammy Watkins has scored more than a certain, you know, threshold of fantasy points it was all week one every single season oh, every <laughs> time it's always
1: week,
0: week one sammy Watkins is a real thing but um we'll see if it holds up this year but um no i'm with you there um in general i mean i'm worried about mckinnon you know i think pacheco could take up some more um work later on but i just wonder how this is going to play out because mckinnon you know could be similar to that ronald jones leonard fournette dynamic where, you know, last year it was like, okay, is it a fluke? Is, you know, Leonard Ford's playoff, Lenny he took off, you know, maybe that was just down the stretch while Ronald Jones, you know, was maybe injured or, you know, and, and really going can all change, but McKinnon had an amazing playoff stretch and he, you know, is obviously receiving back, so that helps, but I'm just wondering, um, I feel like someone's just going to take over for Clyde and I can see McKinnon getting a pretty heavy role, so. Um, I think McKinnon's one to highlight that a lot of people won't be thinking about that could be good at least in redraft.
3: I think that's a great point. Um, I think that one of these guys that I liked a lot before the game started tonight, and now I don't really know how it's going on, but it's Isaiah McKenzie of the Bills. Um, he's not drafted in a lot of leagues, and he's the slot receiver for the Bills, which are going to be one of the top offenses this year, so I own him in a couple dynasty. I own him in a couple redrafts because I just threw my last pick of the draft on him or I or added him uh, off waivers because I, I was able to throw someone on the IR spot. Um, I think that, that he's a fun stash for that um, late section. Um, we are getting, I mean, a little bit long on time here. Um, Probably skip that section and just go to the picks. Yeah, yeah. I think that... Garrett's got this year. Yeah, um,
2: I think uh, getting in into next week where we're not talking about our teams anymore, we're going to be right on like our, our nice little agenda. We're going to have a, a great flow. It's going to be awesome. Um, we have awesome segments for you this year. We skipped a few of them tonight, but one that we're going to have every week is our stoned cold picks of the week. Yeah. Um, so we have um, a start, a sit, a sleeper, And then I threw in just a little uh, fun one here at the end. A fantasy player heavily rostered that will be mass dropped after week one. Ooh, that is fun. Um, So so we'll do these every week. We'll post them on our Twitter. Um, We'll we'll have to come back the following week. We'll maybe talk trash a little bit during the the games just on how our guys did. But we should always revisit and kind of see if we hit or not throughout the season and see where we end up. Uh, My starts of the week... Uh, Michael Pittman, ranked number 10 this week. I think he's going to finish as a top five receiver. He's a slam dunk start. He's playing against Houston. Got a new quarterback in Matt Ryan. Um, I think they're playing at, um, at home. They might be in Houston. Either way, they're in a dome. Uh, I think Michael Pittman's about to go off.
3: Rated?
0: All right. So I chose Cortland Sutton. Uh, against Seattle, I just think that Russ is going to come out just I, again, vain, ego-driven. The guy is going to and he has the keys to the offense. I literally think he's going to be trying to throw as many touchdowns as he can and just blow, blow them out like crazy. So, um, And I think Portland is the main guy. Um, so I, I think Portland going to be top 10 this week.
3: I think that I'm going to be the, the really cheap guy. I mean, this would have been my pick beforehand, but it is anyway. At number six this week is Cooper Cup, And if he's ever not in the top five, you should pick him to be your lock of the week, guys. (laughs) This man finishes the number one wide receiver every single week, basically. Zach, your parameters for next week are outside the top five. Oh, it it is. (laughs) They have Cooper Cup
2: ranked the number six six wide receiver. At the position this week?
3: Yeah. so I I, I picked him as my my lock of the week just because because (laughs) of the a technicality.
2: All right, the other rule is it needs to be we got to do like eight or something. No, I'm
3: just
0: saying, all the rules that, that, that,
3: <laughs> that one <laughs> one within the rules.
2: That that was a that was a great pick. Nice Can practice. I put in a better
0: a, a more a tougher pick for for Zach? If I if I was something in for him, I would have picked DJ Moore. Uh, just because another revenge game Cleveland. I think uh, I think Baker would uh, you know, I think Baker's going to do the exact same thing. I think he's just trying to huck in DJ's the number one guy. So I'd love. This but I like good. your pick in Cooper Cup, Zach. I will say. I'm, yeah, I after he scored a touchdown on,
2: on live TV, that you just. Uh, <laughs> he would
0: have been the guy, no matter what.
2: This uh, round may or may not count. Who, we we will see. Who, who's uh, your
3: sit of the week? A top fifteen guy that you think is is not going to produce?
2: Debo Samuel. Okay. I, I I got. He's ranked number five uh, this week. I think he's going to finish outside of the top twenty wide receivers.
3: Ooh. Nice. Nice.
0: Full. Well, All right. Well, ready? I have Mr. Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think well, yeah, they're against the Bengals, I think they're going to get behind early. So there's one thing. And then last year, you know, Najee took a ton of receiving volume. But I think part of that was Ben Roethlisberger, you know, being afraid of being sacked, throwing really short passes. And I just think that the volume isn't going to be there nearly as much this year. You know, to be honest, I don't know Trubisky's track record with running backs, but I know that it's not going to be as as many receptions as it was last year. So uh, I think they're going to get behind early. They're going to abandon the run, and they won't pass the Najee nearly enough to make him a top ten running back. So I think he's going to actually finish as a low end RB two. All
3: right, I think I got to go with AJ Brown of the Eagles. I know Keaton's going to hate to hear it, but um, I with with Jalen Hurts, I got to see it to believe it. And AJ Brown, I mean, he's an alpha, but can Hurts accurately throw him the ball at the volume that he deserves? I don't know. They've got other good weapons there. They're, they were a run first team last year. I know a lot of people think they, they might switch to a pass first team. It's like you got to see it before you believe it. So I, I'm locking in A.J. Brown as, as a outside the top 15 guy. All right. Um, our sleeper of the week are going to be guys that are outside of the top
2: 25 at their position or top 40 in flex in general. Um yeah, so a
3: flex guy that a flex guy that you think
2: is like a slam dunk starter this yeah. week, basically. Okay, uh, mine's Adam Thielen. He's a Packer killer. He's playing at home um, in his last eleven games against Green Bay since he became a starter in twenty sixteen. He averages six catches a game for eighty three yards and .63 touchdowns. He 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 plays very well against the Packers. Plays very good well against the Packers at home um it's gonna be a ton of jair is gonna be i don't know if jair shadows that much but I, he's absolutely gonna be on jj like as much as he can and i think adam's gonna feast
0: all right Braden. Well, I just gotta say I'm with you on at field and I think he's actually gonna have a pretty good year this year, and people just think, you know, look at the age and think he's washed, but no. Oh agree. Always gonna be a double digit, digit touchdown guy. But uh, for me it was Cordero Patterson. I think a lot of people, because he was wrestling in the preseason and they hear by Algeria and Damian Williams and all these running backs, I think a lot of people don't realize that Patterson is well, now that Pitts is there, not necessarily, but he is one of the top three offensive weapons of that offense and He's going to get volume whether it's going out wide or running running the ball and they made sure to be careful of his load where i think that you know he's going to be able to hold up a little better this season hopefully but um regardless i think he might not get as much volume as he had last year at times but i think he's going to get those high value touches and and be a beast so um yeah i think i'd love to see that
3: for him yeah exactly you got uh my uh, A guy that I love this year, Elijah Moore. Let's uh, go, baby. Starting him over to Montgomery.
0: <laughs> I I
3: think that he is probably got the best chance of, of a guy outside the top 20 to finish inside the top 10 uh, by the end of the season this year. And I think that's the case with him this week. He's, he's ranked outside. Outside mm-hmm. the top twenty-five at wide receiver, but Joe Flacco feeds him the ball. Oh my gosh! Jack Wilson is—he might have the highest target share all week <laughs> yeah, <laughs> out of any Washington receiver Moore's in the NFL. Getting over fifty percent of the targets in that offense, and, and I think he's gonna—he's gonna have a big week. So let's let's finish it off here. Uh oh! Hope I didn't lose you guys. But <laughs> let's finish it off here with. Um, got it. who we think is going to be dropped the most after after week 1. Yeah, we
2: we'll won't spend a ton of time on this because we still have to get to the munchies, Munch, of course. And then we also need to do our parlay next week. We didn't do that, but we'll get we'll get to That's it. Fine. That's fine. That's um my player I think is going to be the drop this week Chase Claypool. Dang. I think we can see a week where he's not very heavily targeted might have one, two targets, might have one catch, two catches, and Pickens is truly the number two in that offense, like it sounds like he might be, uh, then that could happen.
0: Let me ask you really quick. Does that uh, mean that you're, you know, that low, you think you should be dropped, or do you think people are going to have those moments where it's famine and they drop him, and you want to pick him up maybe?
2: I don't know. I am I don't have a lot of faith in him either way. Um so okay. I, I, he, he might just he, – he deserves to be rostered. But <laughs> I, I'm not going to say I'm not going to touch him. Like, I'll i will yeah. put a bid on him. I don't know what I would bid or who I would drop depending on how the week goes. I mean, after what Zach says with his guy, I mean, <laughs> it's not going to be me. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Braden?
0: I'm just curious. Uh, for me – and I feel very uh, validated by what's going on in this game right now, but I put it before the game time, but um, I think it's going to be James Cook. You know, I think a lot of people know that it's going to be a slow slow burn with rookie running backs, but I think this one's a little bit different where, um, you know, you got Singletary and what's been happening in this game. What I was wondering about too with reports is that Zach Moss is being used a lot more than you'd expect. He's being used as receiving back. And, um, I don't know, I think it's pretty clear that James Cook is a better receiving back and has that skill set, but the fact that you're willing to throw Zach Moss out there when you already know he is not the guy, I just wonder, um, I just wonder if they're going to do some irrational coaching decisions um, and never really give James Cook much of an opportunity. Because the thing about running back compared to wide receiver, wide receiver is all about talent. Running back, a coach chooses if you get opportunity or not. And so I think that they could just choose not to really feature him much in this offense or at best it's a three-way committee. And so I just think a lot of people are going to drop him.
3: I think that one is very likely and very sad. Um, I also locked in and kind of a late round rookie, Jahan Dotson. I think that, you know, people are going to say, Oh, he's the eighth rookie wide receiver drafted and he did nothing week one with Carson Wentz. Um, and they're going to be a shiny guy on the waiver wire, and he's one of your last picks. So I won't drop him. <laughs> That's not going to be me. <laughs> All right,
2: guys, we're excited for this year. We got a lot of new segments to bring you guys. We'll, we'll really, really start kicking it off next week. But uh, it's going to be fun. It's we, time. It is time. It's, it's time, time,
0: baby. What, what, are you, munching
2: what, oh, what you munching
0: on? What What we munching on, baby?
2: Uh, Who wants to present
3: this week's uh, snack? This snack is the Cheez-It Cheddar Jack. You know what? It doesn't sound too crazy, but from whatever I've heard, these are like flavor-blasted goldfish uh, on a Cheez-It. Yeah. So, you know, everything you love in a Cheez-It is just packed more
0: on me. All right. Let's give it a shot. I'm just gotta add out there i couldn't find the full size box at target so i had to get these little snack sized in front of a variety pack so this is what i do for the listeners let me tell you i mean that's a pretty good cheese it Ooh. yeah that's like the original It on steroids
2: yeah they have a lot more flavor like it's not just like a cheese it or even like the baked cheese hit. it's like it's like let's throw on a lot of extra dust on these things. You got yeah, a lot it's
0: of like dust. it really is like flavor blasting.
3: So, if you're a cheez it fan, this has just got to be the best thing in the world, right?
0: I, honestly, I think this beats the original cheez it. I literally they should just they shouldn't call it cheddar jack. They call it flavor blast
1: extra,
0: I know they already have the extra bowl, but they should have like flavor blast and cheese because this is it. Honestly, tastes That's what amazing. this is.
1: Yeah.
3: I definitely recommend it. I'm a fan.
0: I, I think wore, I would uh, just if I'm
1: going to
2: buy, cheese. yeah, if I'm going to buy Cheeses and I don't buy extra baked because <laughs> extra <toasty. laughs> those are legendary. Extra toasty, <laughs> then cheddar jack's the way to go. I think they might beat out white cheddar.
0: I agree. I think I agree. I think white cheddar's overrated, but that, that's that's just my take.
3: No, I would say these are a solid like eight and a half okay. maybe nine if you like really love your
2: cheeses are we ranking that as just like a chip right like sure as like a snack that you would eat yeah a snack okay sure yeah it's, it's definitely not last week no lebron james ruffles insane
0: okay.
2: yeah um yeah I mean, that was a 10. i'd give this like a uh, an eight seven an eight, okay yeah i think it's i think it's really good okay I'm like right around
0: there i'm just gonna just because i don't want to do the exact same number i'm gonna say 8.8 because i think it's it really i'm pretty impressed like I, I would definitely i think it's significantly better than original Its and i actually kind of like Its. so i yeah 8.8 pretty good well
3: i already had a fan make suggestions for uh the munchies here they, they're they're really tuning in to get the uh the advice we have on snacks at the end of the show um, so we'll see if we can get some of those fan recommendations later in the season. Yes. But this is an amazing session. <laughs> it, it, it's not it's the lie. best section of the show.
0: I think the majority of this audio will be just crunching on cheese its and it'll be like Oh, Zach
2: it is. <laughs> 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 no, I listened to last week's podcast. <laughs> it was just me chewing at the end.
0: Zach, just I believe perfect. that's an Isaiah McKenzie touchdown. That was one of your guys, Ooh. It's That's one of my guys. That's right. Let's go. Here we go. Okay. I All wanted, right. Uh, back. I wanted to, but now it's it's a little tougher because the Bills have scored a touchdown. But who do you think is going to win the Thursday night game?
3: I um, locked it in. We did a pick 'em. Oh yeah. Brayden. I bet, did you did you join the pick 'em, Braden?
0: No, I should have. I was I was so busy trying no, to force. No, what you Well, you're only going
2: to miss one game. You can yeah. still lock in the rest of your picks this week. We're doing a pick-em between the um, just a little just podcast, every week, yeah. yeah, just the three of us, and we want to kind of rank how we do throughout the season. Just kind of give updates on record, and yeah, uh, I picked the Bills. Yeah, so did
3: sixty-six percent of America. I picked the Rams. Mm.
0: I think I would have ended up picking the Rams if I was there. Um, <laughs> do
3: you know,
2: Do you know if you picked another big upset of the week?
0: Did I? Yeah.
2: I mean, we're normally going to go through and we're going to pick. Our winners of the close games we, we yeah. haven't done that we didn't do it this week but we normally will but my upset pick of the week mm-hmm. the jaguars
3: i think i might have picked them too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think i only picked one or two upsets and it was the jags over the the commanders. washington commanders yep wow i like the jags good it'll be
2: interesting
0: good choice good choice well
2: this has been real has I'm excited for the season. It's gonna be great. We got real football back. We got Vikings back. We're talking about Vikings next week. It's gonna be great. Oh my
3: goodness! It's good to be back. It's good, to be back.
0: good to be back. Good to be back. All right. Uh, later, dudes. Nice
1: job. Is this done. <laughs>